Shut up and sit down. Dope. Thank you guys for tuning in to Wild Style Podcast. We are back. Um, a, this show is brought to you by Big Mr. Concrete. Once again, and landscape. This company handles all land solutions from pavers to fire pits, landscaping, and curbing, and amazing quality work. They specialize in decorative stamping with colors for patios, driveways, sidewalks, and so much more. Uh, go like their Facebook page, guys. And if you also want to set something up, hit them up at this phone number, 208-412-8039, and ask for Gabriel Miranda. Let them know that Sambo set you. Um, I'm your host, Sambo, and... Uh, we got Marina in the house again. Hello, Marina. And we got my boy and our special guest for today, Luis, man. How's it going, brother? What up, dog? What's going on, man? <laughs> How you doing, bro? Good, bro. How you been? I've been good, bro. Chilling, chilling. Yeah. yeah. I haven't talked to you since, I mean, last time we saw each other at the gym. Dude, I've been meaning to ask you, bro. So... Where where did we meet? Was bro, it that one time it was, downtown? Bro, it was, bro. Was, was it? Gonna, hey, I was gonna ask you. That was gonna be my first question to you, dog. <laughs> if you remember how we met, do you remember how we met, dog? Was yeah, it was that guy that was get the guy was getting bullied right. holding up the, the right. Christian sign. You remember? Yeah, yeah. And I like I said something, and you guys you guys backed me up. Who was with you? Was it oh, Car- was it? Or Carlos? No, it was me. My, uh, my homie, a uh, cub, my Jose, my homie Jose. Oh, Jose, Jose, yeah. Jose. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the homie Ralph. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, what we were doing, we were walking around with uh, Jimmy John's cups full of. Uh, <laughs> I think beer or liquor or something. And we were just we were just mobbing around, bro. Yeah. And then that guy was getting into it. Was it was like some big bodybuilder type dude too? Yeah. yeah. And then he had like two other little shitheads that were with him. Right. And I had said something, and yeah. you, you guys turned around and saw me, and then you guys like backed me up. Yeah. I'm like, "What's up, guys?" Yeah, I yeah. introduced myself, and then we saw each other at the gym yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been years, right, bro? Yeah. Like, it's been for a while. Downtown days, so that's five, maybe six years ago for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we just like we just kept seeing each other at the gym, and we were just say, "What's up?" Yeah. Stuff, yeah. So. I was, I, the first time I saw you, I was like, "Dude, what's up, bro? Yeah. You remember me?" Like, yeah. yeah. Like shake hands, and everything. Yeah. yeah. That's how we met. I I knew. I remember. I told. I was like, remember, I was like, dude, I don't know. If, I don't remember if Luis was a guy that was downtown. Or da, da, yeah, yeah. Or I just met him at the gym. Yeah, no mustache back then, so I look a little different. But you did it? I didn't have a mustache back then. Uh, I grew it. I grew it out. Um, probably like three years ago, I want to say. But back then, uh, I was all dang man. Baby I've been growing mine out for like <laughs> twenty-eight years now. Bro, I wish I could do the whole beard thing, homie, but it ain't happening. Dog, there's just patches everywhere. And so, like, bro, I had like a mustache in sixth grade, so I knew I could just do that. You know, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna grab that and run with it. So, dude, I wish I could grow a mustache, dude. I can't grow anything. Like, this is this is a full beard right here. It's almost there. Whatever. It's been twenty-eight years. Hey, how old are you, bro? I'm twenty-eight. Oh, you're twenty-eight. Okay. Yeah. So I turned twenty-nine this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Marina's. How old are you, Marina? 22. Oh, yeah, 22. 22, okay. She a little baby. <laughs> she a little baby. <laughs> um, just so you guys know, this, uh, our choice of beer for today is Corona. There we go. Yeah. It was Luis's idea, by the way, so if you guys want to get offended, get mad at him. All right? <laughs> cheers it's only, it's only to another episode. It's only appropriate, man. dog. Cheers, hey. cheers, cheers, cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Tim with his water. <laughs> oh. Hey, you got to show him love, dog. Is it true? Is it? Is it? All right. <laughs> is it true that like their sales went down or and all that shit or? Yeah. Is it because of the whole Corona? Yeah. They they yeah that's what I heard. Like they're did you see that meme where they said that they're gonna change their name into uh the Ebola extra? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought that's pretty funny, dog. Like Dude. people really thought that shit had yeah. like somehow you know had to do with each other and shit. Well, so. well, I didn't know. I didn't really know much about it because um, I kept seeing these memes at first and I was like, dude, what the fuck? 
why does everyone keep putting Corona versus like Coors Light or right. Modelo or something else? What's right. going on with like coronavirus? So I actually thought something like, you know how they recall like the lettuce and all that kind of stuff. Right. So I was like, oh, maybe it's just something right. they like something they did or some people are getting sick from Corona. Getting diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That's what I thought. <laughs> and so then I I finally like someone told me, like, oh, I had the coronavirus. I was like, oh, you drank Corona? Like, was it was it bad or something? Like, what happened? They started laughing. I'm like, what? Like, I'm being for real. Right, like, right. what is it? Right. Like, oh, no, it's a virus going around. Like, it's a huge sickness that happened in China, blah, blah, blah. And, right. Excuse me. Sorry. And so, Careful. Like, there's a dry cough right there. <laughs> Not careful over here. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, dude, I, I, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, ever since that, I saw that. I've been showing him love, dog. Got to support, you know? I usually, <laughs> yeah. do, I usually do Modelo. Modelo or... um. Coors, I'll do some Coors, you know. Oh, but, uh, dude, I love Coors Light, bro. Coors Light is yeah. my choice of beer, man. So, so I never, I never would uh, drink Coors, bro. And then one time I went to my, the homies, um, had a graduation party for his daughter, mm-hmm. and they had a, just a uh, keg, bro, just cold, bro. I mean, it was just going down so good. And ever since then, it's been my thing. And plus, it's a little lighter, homies. Yeah. So drink ten and more. just yeah, just yeah. chill versus you know yep, something yep, that's yep. heavier. Start acting a wild <laughs> a lot quicker and shit. So. Yeah, but, yeah, dude. Um, so. What what have you been up to? Oh, dude! Congratulations on getting that. Um, you you got director of was it director or what? what was well, the official again? title is executive director. Dog. Executive it makes director me, makes it makes me feel important. <laughs> but uh, yeah, not just um. So I took over as director of Breaking Chains Academy. Um, it was November two thousand eighteen. Okay. When the board decided uh that they wanted me to try to just sell that ship, so I started out with three hundred dollars in that bank account, homie. Kid you not. And I was just asking, like, I didn't, I was just doubting myself, like, can I do this shit or what? Like, what? Did, yeah. And then uh, I'm like, fuck it, let's go. You know, um, so, so what we do is we work with that risk youth. Um, we try to give them tools, alternatives to kind of help deter them from criminal slash gang activities. Um, we offer education services, um, work skills training, okay. and um, we do mentoring through recreational activities. And so what we do is try to empower the youth, um, give them the tools that they need, um, and just help them successfully transition into adulthood basically and okay. our target population is that at-risk youth those you know those kids that are prone to yeah, yeah. or showing those gang tendencies or, yeah or just troubled youth man in general coming from you know low-income homes yeah, yeah, yeah. low-income families single parent homes um and so i actually went through the program myself um i got involved when i was i believe 15 my brother dragged me in there and i participated in their work skills uh program okay. and uh it's so it's a, it's a really good program and i went through it myself it honestly changed my life i do um um if it wasn't for that program, I do think, you know, I could probably be in prison right now. Um, dead, you know, that cliche. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. But it's, it's fucking true, man, straight up. <laughs> and so it was either me step up and try to sell that, you know, sell that fucking boat or me to just let it go. And yeah, say, yeah, nah, yeah. I, You know, it's $300 in the bank account, homie. You know, I'm like, but I was like, you know what? I got to do whatever I can uh, to try to keep those doors open. Yes. And yeah, if yeah, I so. fail, then fuck it. You know, at least I did everything. Yeah, at least you but tried. But nah, bro, like, I just jumped in it, man, with, with two feet and I... Just fucking ran with it, bro. And I just had like an awesome board and just people supporting me, showing me love. And I don't know, man, but we had three hundred dollars in that bank account before you know it. We're just we have enough funds to operate, you know, um, all our our um, services. And so we, yeah, man, it's been uh, about a year and a half now. So. Dang, that's that's pretty cool, man. Though, yeah, I saw that you were doing some stuff like that. Oh, when, before I met you, or, or I guess just getting to know you, right? I didn't know, you know, anything about you. Obviously, we met. Freaking right, <laughs> saving some guy with a sign. <laughs> hey, were you by yourself that day? Yeah, you were, huh? Yeah, just mobbing around. Or what? Yeah. Well, I was going to meet friends. Oh, okay. But I'm, dude, I'm such a lone wolf, bro. I could hang out by myself and be totally happy. Hey, bro, you're you're ready to take flight though, dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, dude, I hate bullies, bro. Right. Like, I hate that. It's, right. it's ridiculous. Like, let people 
have their own beliefs. Let them do whatever they want to. Right, right. Like, there's no reason for you to right. be like, oh, hey, let me start throwing shit at you. Right. Because you're sitting there holding up a, a thing that says repent or whatever. Right. You know? That's none of your business. Right. right. Like, just go about your business. You're out there having a yeah. good time. You don't need to be starting trouble. And so right. it just pissed me off. Like, and the funny thing is, bro, that I was actually, I think before that, I was arguing with that dude. But then, like, the other dude was, like, trying to lay hands on him. And that's when I was like, oh, no. That's when you ran up. Yeah. 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 And that's – but the funny thing is, like, all, I was, like, debating with that fool out there. So like, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, when somebody's trying to throw hands, you know, to some dude that's just chilling with a sign, like, yeah. that's – Yeah. That's stupid. Fuck that bully shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that at all. And I don't agree with that. And, and then I remember um, – so I think we added each other on Facebook. Then I saw that you were, like – um, fighting and shit, and I was like, yeah. "Hey, that's my boy right there." <laughs> Even though I only met you once. Now like, I know why you're trying to fight. Right? I'm like, "Oh, my boy would have pieced him up, dog." <laughs> shit. Uh, Back in my old days, it's been three, three, four years. <laughs> Are you still training and fighting and everything? Or? No, 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 man. I'm, I'm done with it. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this now and Hell just yeah. lifting. I used to most I weighed, huh, Marina? Yeah. Like Marina, I, when she first found out that when we were first dating, she found out that I, I fought and stuff like that. Um, she's like, what do you fight at? I'm like, 145. She's like, no. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you up to right now? I'm 182. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude, this is, I love it. I love being this yeah. big, man. Like, it. it's nice to not be able to freaking, like, have to worry about weight cut and, right. you know, I yeah, can just brush. eat whatever I want. And she, like, she sometimes, like, wants me to diet. Like, not, like, wants, like, forces me, but right. it's I more of, like, healthy. yeah. Yeah. Er. He could eat burgers and chicken nuggets oh, fuck, every same day. Same here. Same fucking here. Though. Yeah. But chips, dog. Chips is my thing. Dude, okay, I'm bad with chips. Once yeah. I start, I can yeah. stop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no joke, bro. P- pizza and chips. Like, Dude, that's oh, pizza, thing. bro. Yeah. Mm, I love pizza. So we'll, I love pizza so much. Me and my girl and my little family will do like, well, me and my girl are like, during the week, we're pretty clean on our diets. Mm-hmm. Um, It's funny because like, during this whole corona shit, we went, to, I was like dreading going to the supermarket yeah bro so i'm like everything's gonna be gone but i showed up and like everything that we eat was still there like lettuce and kale and yeah, you yeah, know yeah. like the <laughs> organic like grass like, shit, shit now yeah. i gotta do right? it right <laughs> yeah, yeah. i thought i was just gonna fucking stock up with some chips dog nah hell nah so but nah, it was good homie like the only thing i didn't find was eggs but yeah, yeah that's fred the only Meyer. thing fred myers oh really yeah she got yeah some. and like all the milk was gone but like we, yeah, we drink pissed. we drink almond milk so it's all fucking stacked up oh dude yeah that's i'm like uh give me that two percent shit right <laughs> right, right. Nah. Yeah, man. So, like, I remember. So, when I was, I was trying to get big too at the gym. Um, and I, bro, I would just like eat like crazy and just go in there and just lift heavy. And I was getting up. I wait, got up to like one ninety. Um, what was it? Like one ninety two. And I was trying to get like to two bills. Like, just be stacked. Yeah. Um, but what happened, dog, is we had a football game with the kids at my work, right? And they were just fucking running circles around me, bro. And I was just like, a, <laughs> just sweating. I was just drenched, bro. I just couldn't keep up. And I was like, all right, I might be big and like strong, but I'm not healthy, you know. And so that's. That, that's when I started uh, doing a lot of cardio. Okay. Yeah, and then my buddy. Um, so I was actually training to do that Roby Creek run that they uh, canceled or postponed because. Of oh yeah, shit. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So my homie got me into running, and so we had like a little running crew, and we go running every Saturday, bro. And something about running, homie, like, just fucking take off. I don't know, bro. Just put some music and just take off. I hit 13 miles, like, real quick, homie. Like, I mean, not not, not quick, but uh, dude. See, that's that's a Marina's thing. Is she loves to run. She could run for hours, dude. And me, I'm just like, really? I'm so tired of this right. cardio shit I've done right. in my whole life. Oh, right. like, I'm yeah, done with that's it. understandable. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but I told her that. She, so she understands that, too. I'm just like, dude, this, I just like to lift. But every now, now, because we were supposed to go to Hawaii next week, but we're not oh, going what? because of the whole fucking oh, virus shit. I know it sucks. We're, we're still, we're postponing it. But For sure. We're still going to go. But So we were like all into like getting in shape, running. I'm like, I'm going to run. Right. I'm like, <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> hold up, hold up. It's this old ass lady. She's like, "Hey, you're just like pussy." 
<laughs> hey, bro, like, it's just about keeping that steady pace, homie. Just put some good music in and just, like, just a steady-ass yeah, pace, dude. you know? And then, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. And so I was, like, at 192, and I started doing cardio, and then I started running right now. I'm, like, I, I fluctuate from, like, 155 to 160. Mm-hmm. Just, like, kind of go up and down depending yeah. on how I ate that week and all that shit. So the hard thing now is that since this, I got time off from work as well because we had to close down mm-hmm. due to the, the virus and shit, it's just trying to eat eat clean bro like you know it's that's like the hard part homie because i'm like i see those chips in there and shit and i'm just you know i just want to dig why don't you in. talk to marina about that part <laughs> huh? we bought we didn't like stock up crazy we just bought normal groceries but like i get bored and i'm like oh am i hungry or right. am i just oh, bored yeah. i've eaten like all my snacks yeah no, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm the same way i'm like i'm not even hungry i'm just fucking bored man <laughs> just chilling but i've been keeping up with those home workouts dog i got like a dumbbells and shit and some resistant bands and oh just, really yeah yeah just yeah. i mean I, i've been avoiding the gym i just you know i don't know i just kind of i'm, I'm so, not i'm, I'm not so hard s- on that dude really yeah i i love the like i love the gym but then i'd quit then i'd start but like now that i'm back into it and i finally got my groove thing because dude remember when i used to go in there do all those crazy ass right. ab workouts and right. shit like now i'm back into it and i'm feeling it i'm like oh Hey, it's true because he commented one time. Oh, remember you had me up? Louis was like, dude, what are those ab workouts? Those are crazy. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah and I was shredded. Oh, I had hell fucking yeah, you were. Crazy I remember abs. I was like, damn, whatever. I think I started doing what you told me to yeah. do. Yeah. Dude, I, those are workouts from like my coaches and stuff like oh, that okay. that I would just take into the gym and just implement them. But now, dude. Fuck, you get older and shit, and just oh, like, oh, my sure, God, it's so much harder. Hey, dog, like, shit's be clicking and, like, <laughs> popping, and, you know, and I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. I know, <laughs> dude. I'm like, fuck, man, this shit's crazy, dude. Yeah, and, and I, like, I'm like, how, how long am I going to be able to run? Because, like, kid you not, bro, I stand up, and both my knees just start popping, just making noise, and I'm like, yeah, fuck, here we go, dog. Damn, dude. Yeah. So, uh, um, you had a, you had a nickname. It was a uh, weasel. Where'd yes, that, sir. Where'd that come from? Oh, uh, so I got so I grew up with uh, um, two homies, uh, Dreamer and Slick, right? And uh-huh. so their dad, I was a little guy, dog. I was I was tiny. I was scrawny, yeah, short. Yeah. And so the dad um, uh, would be like, "You little weasel, where's the little weasel at?" Like, kind of just <laughs> kind of picking on me, kind of you know teasing me or whatever. And at first, I fucking hated it, bro. And then they just stuck. Next thing you know, my mom calls me weasel. I mean, my oh, every, my nephews call me you know Theo Weasel. So <laughs> oh, nice. uh, yeah, it just Aww. stuck, homie. It just stuck, <laughs> yeah. and then. And I just like so that was like everybody just knew me as Weasel. And then when I took over as director, I'm like, all right, I guess I gotta be professional now. And yeah. Like, change my fucking Facebook. Well, I to, saw. To I saw you change it, yeah. and I was like, shit, I didn't even know his real name. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Hey, bro, I got people <laughs> ask me like, is that your real name? And I'm like, yeah, it's my real name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, for real? Like, that's your real name? Yeah. You know, you know Garrett, right? Garrett Grazine. You remember Garrett? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, so we, um, I had told him that you're gonna be on the show and stuff, and. Uh, I told him, I was like, fuck, dude, I didn't even know his name was Weasel <laughs> or, or Luis. Right. I was like, fucking had Weasel or Weasel for so long. And I was like, fuck, right. I'm going to ask him what that even yeah. meant. No, it was just but, that, bro. Just a nickname. And then, uh, you know, I'd spell it with a Z. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, Back yeah. then, I was a little wannabe Northsider. So, like, I didn't want to put any S's. Because, you know, so I fucking put a Z instead. Like, I was all gangster and shit. <laughs> Damn, dude. Hardcore dog, what's up? <laughs> so, is that, is, that the, is that the gang that you were involved in? Yeah. So, uh, that's the one I was affiliated with was uh, the Northsiders over there in Ampa. What? When did you uh, When did you start doing so, that? So, man, so we so check it out, homie. You know where Grangeville Grangeville is at in Idaho? Grangeville, yes. Idaho. Yep. So I was born in Grangeville, Idaho, bro. Okay. So my parents, we they lived in Wiperd. Wiperd is a small ass town, no hospital back then. Yeah. And so they went to Grangeville. When I was born in Grangeville. We moved to Canyon County when I was um, about seven years old. And bro, and I kid you not, the earliest memories, homie, was just gang shit, bro. Just gang shit. Like the little, like we were like a little neighborhood crew of just little knuckleheads running yeah. around. And we we said we were we were a gang. We call 
we say we were South Side and we wore white rags and like spray paint. We didn't know what we were doing, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's like the mentality I had ever since that age. And um, so, you know, just, just from then on, bro, just kind of, I look around me, bro, and I kid you not, dog, if you were Mexican or Mexican-American, mm-hmm. you were, what gang are you in? You know, the question wasn't, are you in a gang? It's which one, you know, yeah. straight up. And so, yeah, man, it's just kind of all I knew just through, through elementary, middle school, high school, and just kind of got stuck in those, uh, in that mentality. So, and that's, and that's crazy because even a lot of times people don't really think that to you. Idaho, Idaho is just this cowboy country right. state, but I mean, even, even in Marsing, that's where I went to high school. Like we had, we had a couple of dudes right. that were right. in, in gangs that would claim themselves and stuff like that. Right. They, they were, they were assholes. <laughs> right. Well, the, the <laughs> funny know? thing is like till this day, people who live here like deny it, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. what world do you live? Must be nice dog. Cause, um, I see it every fucking day. That's the reason I have a job. You know, these kids yeah. I work with, I mean, their parents are in prison for gang shit. Their, their cousins, you know, some of my students, bro, are, I mean, in prison for murder. Other ones have passed away due to gang violence and yeah. just things that surround that, that gang culture. And so, I, like, when somebody posts something or a KTVB or a news thing posts something on, like, yeah. social media about gang, might be gang-related or something, and you see all these people, like, posting, like, gangs in Idaho, yeah, right. They don't know about gangs. I'm like, dude, motherfuckers are dying, bro. We're going to yeah. prison. Like, this is some real, I mean, yeah, yeah. it might not be as big and as bad as other places, of course, but, I mean, it shit's for real, dog. Like, bullets fly around here. Like, oh, yeah, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And, so, and sometimes they hide it, dude, because even, even where I work, we get, we get cars that you don't hear about on the news or hear about shooting going on but we get the cars right they don't always they don't always get to cover everything but right i mean it's it's funny because even when i had used to post things a long time when i first started i'm like oh dude this car was fucking shot up by the police like you know and right. the 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 drivers that come in the big oh yeah that those guys was shooting back at the cops i'm like what right but you don't hear about don't. that stuff right all the time and you know right. so it's like dude you got you just see what you want to see that's on the media but exactly. you don't see what's behind the scenes right. or other things that they don't get to cover right so it's kind of crazy you know yeah no for sure man and like doing the kind of work i do i mean i hear it from the kids first you know like hey this shit popped off I'm like check the news no nah, i didn't two hours later boom it's on the news so and, and some shit doesn't never gets to the news you know and i'm like oh whatever so i'll ask around like, hey this some shit pop off yeah it popped off i'm like oh fuck so you're right, bros. Like a lot of it doesn't make the news, you know. No. But I mean, it, it's out there for sure. Um, again, if it wasn't out there, then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. You know? And so, yeah, exactly. man, it's uh, it's uh, it's definitely died down, bro. Like it ain't, it's it's not how it used to be. Yeah. Uh, but it's still there. And the crazy thing is, I just keep seeing those same last names, bro. You know, this is now a second, third generation like gang members. You know, I mean, it's their parents, even the grandparents, bro, or their cousins. And so, I mean. It's easy to see why they feel stuck when you look around that they look around them and all they see is that you mm-hmm. know and so it's kind of they feel that that's it that's that's life you know so do you think do you think that um i mean because a lot of it is their choice so yeah you could grow up into that that type of environment saying like oh yeah i grew up my brother my older brother did this so i have to do it right you know so do you think it's a huge pressure on them even if they wanted to get out let's just say like if they just were like dude i want to get out i want to go to college i want to do this but i can't because my i feel like i'm gonna be a disappointment to my family right yeah to a, to a certain degree to a certain degree um you know i do believe they feel like they have to you know step up and kind of take over mm-hmm. you know um because of you know whoever in their family big brother dad or whatever is kind of part of it but again um i don't even sometimes i just think that that doesn't even pass that they don't even know they really have a choice, bro, just because, again, it's their normal. Mm-hmm. It's their normal. 
And so what I do at my work is be like, nah, homie, that ain't your normal, bro. Like, that's not normal. Like, that gang shit ain't normal, homie. Like, that, those adverse experiences and environments that you're growing up in and experiencing every day, that's not normal. Check it out. This is normal. And that's when our uh, recreation activities come into play. I like to take them out. And, bro, we have kids who are 13 through 18 from Napa who have never left Canyon County, homie. Straight yeah. Up. Like, I remember we took a, a group of kids to the Village of Meridian. It was like fucking Disneyland, bro. Like, the looks on their faces. Priceless. Really? Yeah. Kid you not. Damn. You know, and like, we're like, That's all right, what, what do you guys, what do you guys want to go eat? And they're like, oh, everything here is way too fancy. Like, I don't feel, we don't feel comfortable. Like going into rich people, things like that. I'm like, see, and that's the kind of, sh- the kind of thinking we have to break. Like, nah, you could, you, nah, bro. You know, like this is, this could be you, you know, this could be your norm is you doing this. Jeez. Yeah. That's, that's crazy because it really, I mean, I, it's, it's, <laughs> that's just, that's sad. Like, I don't want to say like, oh man, it really isn't that right. crazy at the village. Like, you know, it's. It's just like anywhere else in Idaho, right? Which is sad, right, you know, bro? That's insane to me. We had, we had, I had a little homie, uh, one of my students. He lived, so we're, we are, lo- we're located on Third Street North in Nampa. Mm-hmm. It's the north side of Nampa. Um, so right in front of us is the housing authority. Okay. Um, so it's low income housing, and so the little homie lives in, in the housing authorities, um, which is off Third Street North. The bridge, the overpass is right there. You go over that overpass, uh, you're in downtown Nampa, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so one day I went to go run some errands. I'm like, hey, dude, I always take somebody with me, you know? And I took them and we were, da- I went to Wells Fargo in downtown Nampa or something, just running some errands. And the little homie's just looking around like, damn, it's nice out here. I'm like, how many times do you come down here? He's like, I've never been down here. This fool lives on the north side of Nampa, bro, and he's never been to downtown Nampa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was like, have you ever been to downtown Boise? He's like, nah. I was like, jump in the car, dude, let's go get lunch. So I took him over there, right? I tell this story a lot because it's one of my favorites, man. But I was like, all right, well, I'm going to take the homeboy to, up to, like, the, the top level of the parking garage just so mm. we can get, like, a view of Boise, yeah, like, yeah, the buildings yeah. and shit, you know? And so we go up there, um, and we go up there, and, you know, we park, and he jumps out. And he's like, take a picture of me, dude. Take a picture of me or whatever. So I'm taking pictures of him. <laughs> and then uh, he's, like, looking at the Capitol building. He's just staring at the Capitol building. I'm, like, just admiring his gaze, you know? I'm like, damn. like, And he's like, Damn. The White House. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, dog. It was like, it was like the sweetest, wow, yeah, most, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, an 18-year-old yeah. kid, you yes. know, but like, you just see that innocent, that innocence just come out from the soul, you know what I'm saying, yeah. dog? Like, my heart, like, I was like, fuck, and I was like, nah, dude, that ain't the White House, but he's like, oh, it's the Capitol building, homie, you know, but uh, yeah, bro, it's just, I mean, you know. It, just the things that they, like, it sucks at the things that they're not exposed to, man, yeah. like, it, the only things that they are exposed to is that gang life, and it's so sad. Right. I mean, you take them 20 minutes exactly up the freeway, and they don't even know that shit exists. Right. Well, yeah, I, I've got to ask, where's the freeway at? Like, they don't even know how to get to the freeway, you know? Oh, fuck. So, yes, bro, that's why we do what we do, man. And I think, I, I you know, yeah, we, we so we get a lot of referrals because we do that education, our mm-hmm. education um, services, which is we get them prepared to take their, um, their uh, GED tests, their mm-hmm. HSCs. And so that's what the majority of referrals are. But... I stress that recreation part because I feel like that's how we're going to show them. Oh, yeah, getting, I mean, you're, you're getting a base of education is, you know, is important for sure. Yeah. But it goes far beyond diplomas and degrees, bro. It's about uh, exposing them to the bigger picture. You yeah. Know, this picture is a lot bigger than just your little group of friends or yeah, just yeah. your neighborhood. Like, yeah. there's a whole world out there. And I can relate to that because I felt like that too, man. I remember, like, when I got the girlfriend I have now, we'd go out to eat. And, you know, I, I met her when I was what, 21, 22, and we'd go out to the downtown Boise to the certain spots, I'd be like, bro, I'd be like all nervous, like sweating, like, should I even be here? People are staring at me, like, you know, and until like, it, it became my norm, like, that's, yeah. you know, this is, this is normal, yeah. this, you know, not, 
me not wanting to go to those kind of places because I'm, you know, either I feel like I don't belong or I'm, yeah. I'm not rich enough to be there or is there somebody going to be there that wants to fight me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. So I, I, it's some guys like, just, Hey, can I take your plate? No, motherfucker. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> my plate, bitch. <laughs> yeah, dude. So yeah, man. Uh, uh, yeah, bro. It's, it's something else working with those kids, man. They, it's something that just warms my heart, you know, when they step into that building and I just see that. You know, and you're very, you're very well known around the area too, because when I fucking announced that you're going to be on the show, dude, I got like messages. Like even my cousin, dude, I know my cousin knew you, Ismael. Ismael. You know, Jose? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I didn't cousin. know my cousin knew you, and yeah. he wrote me. He's like, dude, that guy's such a good guy. Like, but I'm like, dude, I didn't even know you knew yeah, him. I'm like, all right, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I. It's just the things that, that you do for these kids and stuff, and you take the time. Like, a lot of people won't take the time to go do that, you right. know? Not even just to take a kid out to go fucking eat, right. you know? Right, right. Like, it, and it's it, that right there is so much to to a person who, who, doesn't, um, who doesn't have that, like, <laughs> who just doesn't get to go and do that shit, right. you know? Just like you take a kid to Boise, and he was like, fuck, dude, right. take, you know, that's that's... It's amazing, and it's crazy that they don't get out that much. Right. They're so stuck in, oh, yeah. in that whole thing. And, and, and another reason is that, again, low income, you know, single-parent yeah. homes, where they don't have the means or the funds to go do those kinds of fun things. I, I didn't. It wasn't until I started working and, you know, hanging out with friends that I started kind of – my homie, Jose, he that would drag me everywhere. And I was, when he met me, bro, he met me when I was still kind of in the mix a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You know, he, he came up to me to the, at the gym. Actually, I met him at Crunch Fitness. <laughs> yeah, and I was Everyone like, meets at bro, Crunch. Hey, for real. <laughs> hey, and I was like – all read it out from feet, you know. Mm-hmm. And this fucking this dude's a little like Dory comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, like out of nowhere, dog." He's like, "Hey, uh, when are the fireworks? Do you know when the fireworks in Melbourne or something?" I was like, "No, what the fuck, you know?" Because <laughs> you're wearing red. I, I don't know, bro. I don't know what. But he came up to me, bro, and like Apple's like my best friend now, bro. No joke, yeah. Bro, yeah. But yeah, like, I love Jose. After, He's so nice, dude. Yeah. After after that, we start like spotting each other and stuff. But that fool would drag me places. Like, hey, let's go to the the fair. And I was like, "Fuck, I can't go to the fair for you, fucking that's." That's on site. You go to the fair, you're, you're getting in a gang fight over there. Like, you know, I'm like, God, let's just go, dude. Let's go. And then we'd go. And he he was a huge person that exposed me to him. Like, let's go yeah. downtown Boise. Let's go to China Blue. I was like, fuck, bro. I can't go to China Blue. Are you fucking crazy, bro? Like, I'm going to get beat up if I go to China. Or if I run into someone, I'm going to get in a fight. Yeah. Be like, no, nah, you'll be good. You'll be good. And slowly but surely, man, like, having those those types of friends, him him and his wife, and then my, my little, you know, new friends. I started making a lot of new friends. Having them really kind of just like, no, you're not going to be a part of that no more. You're over here with us, you know, and that really helped me out for sure. Damn, dude. Well, it's just like over there in Alaska, man. I mean, that's all they're, they're all about. Just like the, a lot of those guys are what, drugs, druggies and stuff like that too. And that's what Marina grew up in was just like <laughs> that whole like area. I mean, just from what she told me and even what she grew up in, it was just like, holy shit. Yeah. The towns, the small towns get hit bad with drugs. There's nothing, there's nothing else to do other than. Right. You know, do drugs right. and drink. I, I wouldn't say, like, I everyone in Alaska knows someone or their family or their brother or their sister is involved with drugs. Um, Anchorage is really bad. Like, it's, we have, um, we're like the melting pot. We have every nationality, every race. Um, and so it's very territorial in Anchorage. You have West Side, you have South Side, you have East Side, and it's it just is bad. And drugs are so bad. Right. That's that's just <clears throat> crazy, dude. I mean, it just I mean, and that's what they grow up in. I mean, even when she tells me, she's like, damn, you know, a lot of my friends still grow up in. It's like you're they're they're still all about that. And, and right. You, sometimes you feel for them. But at the same time, do you think that they could get themselves out of that? And you think that's their fault for not getting themselves out of it, or do you? Do I you think feel honestly, like- bro, I think that's a 
each case, each individual is completely different mm. with their different experiences and their different traumas. And they're going to react to certain situations yeah. completely different, bro. And so that's one thing I applied at my work is just kind of going in with that open that open mindset, you know, like yeah. this kid's completely different than that kid, you know, and that kid and that kid. And so I, there's no cookie cutter way of dealing with these kids at all, dog. It's about really building a genuine relationship with them, a friendship. Yeah. And kind of figuring them out a little bit, see how they work, how they process things, th their emotions, their personality. Um, and then after you learn that, then you can kind of, you know, see how you could, you know, maybe start watering that seed of greatness that they all have. You know what I'm saying? So it's just to say, you know, like, you know better, like, you know better. I'm like, yeah, yeah. No. to a certain degree, you know, I guess. But like, see, and that's what we that's what we had a conversation about was about. I, th I think you know you know better, but like so me moving here from Alaska, my best friend Alana will tell you the same story. She moved to California, she met her boyfriend. I met Sam. Sam had never done any drugs in his life, and I was like shocked. Right. My best friend Alana, her boyfriend has never done any drugs in his life. She was shocked. It's just we come from a culture that. It's so normalized. Yeah, exactly. Not that we're, right. you know, we're doing drugs, but everyone we know is right. or someone is. And so it's just so different. And to me, it's normalized. It's not that it's okay that everyone's doing drugs, but it's right. normal that most people are to me. Right. And to meet people that have never, I was just like. Damn dog, really? So nothing, right? Not even. No, I didn't do, I didn't do anything like at all. Like I, just because I, you know, you had to get drug tested a lot, oh, you know? Right. And so. And that, but I was I was involved in sports a lot too, and so like yeah, sports I, are huge for sure. Oh man, I did it since I was little. I I never not was never not active. Right. And so yeah, so when we first met, she's like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah, I've never. I'm not about it. Not only that, but um, my uncle was a big like drug type of guy. Like okay. you know, three strikes, he's in in prison and stuff for life now. And so, like, my whole thing, even, you know, I wanted to be in law enforcement and everything, too. So, you know, I went to college to be in law enforcement. I was involved in law enforcement and doing all that stuff. And then I came back here because I wanted to get into Ada County, and I got a job offer to come back here. And then I got here with the DUI. Oh, no. So, yeah. So, you know, that that was my dream to, to right. do that. And I wanted to be in uh, the drug and gang unit because that was my thing was, like, shit, you know. And the reason why I was my uncle you know i right. saw how he was i saw right. but he wasn't a terrible person he was a, he was a great person you know and uh you know i have he was awesome you know he's, he always he always picked on me and stuff like that he called me dumbo and stuff but you know but my whole thing was my mom loved him to death like my mom would do anything for him right. anything but he just kept backtracking into that to that area and you know sooner or later right. it, it caught up to him right and so you know that was my whole thing that i wanted to be to be about right. And so, and that's what motivated to want want to be involved in that law enforcement to stop people to get to that point at the same time. And it wasn't so much of the whole like authority, like oh my god, like I'm authority, I love this, I, want, I can fucking tell anyone do right, what the fuck. Right. No, <clears throat> law enforcement, serve and protect. Like I wanted to be a part of helping people. That was my thing. Is I love to help people. Right. And so that's why I was like, and so then when it didn't happen, it bummed me out. But oh, like, for sure, bro. So that's one of the reasons also is why I never did drugs is because I seen the way how my uncle was at right. times and stuff like that. Right. And so I was just like, oh, dude, I never wanted to get involved in that. I, not only that, but I was scared. I was scared that if I did too much or too little or too right. much right. or I took it the wrong way, I did it the wrong way, it 
right. kill me. So I was like afraid of dying. Right. But you know, it's just it is what it is, and it's for some people, and it's for not. But like the crazy thing is, I don't know how how often I hear this. Um, you know, when I get a kid come in, like when I was in high school, bro, it was all right. We go party and we go to, we're gonna go drink and smoke mm-hmm. weed. That was it. Uh, fucking high school kids are doing meth and opiates, you know? Like, yeah. Um, fucking Tide Pods. Know, yeah. Tide <laughs> yeah, Pods. Oh, before, before Tide Pods were a thing where, if, motherfucker, you were talking shit to your parents, they put soap in your mouth. Right. Now these assholes are trying to take it. They want to get in trouble. Yeah, right, right. Hey, mom, fuck you. Yeah. Um, come here. I'm put a Tide Pod in right, your mouth, right. pendejo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now um, they want the soap in their mouth, bro. Right, right. And that was strange times. That was strange fucking times, homie. <laughs> but yeah, like, what I was saying is that, like, I don't know how many times I hear it where a kid will tell me so the majority of the kids I have now bro yeah don't live with their parents they're either living with the um with their grandparents mm-hmm. or I, the other majority is from the boys home like a, the foster care system okay. and so when I have conversations with them and I get to know them a little bit I don't know how many times I've fucking heard that their mom or dad were the person who gave them meth for the first time when they were 12 or 13 that's crazy yeah, bro their own parents so this person that is supposed to fucking take care of you and love you protect um, you is the one that's giving that got you hooked on that shit you know what I'm saying and wow. so, yeah, bro, like, so meth is like weed for them now. Like, now the, the big thing is like H, that heroin, the, the pills, you know, those those uh, opiates is like the the, the go-to now. Yeah. And that's fucking crazy. Because you can't get pills anymore, so everyone turns to heroin. It's cheaper on the street. No one can pay $20 for right. pills. And it's all fentanyl wow. now. Yeah. yeah. Now people are just ODing, yeah. not knowing Left what they're right. getting. Right. Yeah. Bro, I fucking had kids getting those triple Cs, bro, going to... To just to the Walgreens or the average, just stealing those and just fucking popping like 20 of them, bro. Or if they were uh, um, doing that, the air duster. They were doing the... Oh, yeah. the, the the keyboard yeah, fucking yeah, clean, the, yeah, the canned air. cans, yeah. Almost whipped three of their asses, bro. Three of their... Fu- I caught them with... I actually caught them in the... They were like getting up and going to the bathroom like in groups. And so I fucking snuck over there real quick and they had it in their hand. I fucking... Sh- I took them to the other side of the building. I shut the door. I'm like, hey, check it out, you little motherfuckers. Like... <laughs> You know, like, hey, dog, like, I don't work for the school district or prob- probation. Like, I'll beat your ass and still be still be employed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm be like, I'm my own boss pretty much. You know, yeah. I was so pissed off, bro. And they're just chasing that high no matter how they can get it. No that how is they can get crazy. It. Yeah. We were talking about this. Like, it, it's insane how much shit you can get fucking high off of now. And yeah. it's the things that they're discovering every single fucking day. It's weird to oh, me. you can abuse anything. Yeah. I mean, anything, whether it be sex, drugs. Sugar, I know? had I had somebody on my show, and just so you know, about, just so you guys know, real quick, that's producer Tim. He yeah, doesn't have his camera on. Yeah, I don't right have now. my camera on. <laughs> but I had somebody on my show who talked about um, they were huffing like rubber cement okay. for years, dude. Like they would go through a jar of rubber cement like in a day or two and they would just sit there and huff it and huff it and huff it until it was gone dude and they were telling me these stories about how they have lost years of their lives just sitting there huffing it and they knew people at the store and the people at the store knew that this kid was coming in to get like rubber cement and just and just huff it and they were like Like rubber Fuck. cement. Yeah, dude. That's like hardcore, bro. Sure. Dude, I remember like, when fucking Sharpies were the shit. <laughs> Kids okay, were h- honestly, huffing Sharpies. I don't know anyone who is huffing Sharpies. I've never well, known anybody been a who is thing. <laughs> No, but like, that's the thing is like, Marcy you thing. watched all those videos growing up of like, you're like, people were really, you know, huffing hand sanitizer 
and then we thought that never was even crazy. heard about that no but you know stuff like that and like you're, you and your friends were like drinking and smoking weed but the school is showing you all these crazy videos of like huffing and stuff but kids now dying it's like all the time mm-hmm. but now it's like kids are doing meth in high school it's just hard to wrap my head around i guess right, right and yeah. it is it is well, like the, i remember when we had we had this girl come from uh i was telling marina about this we had this we had this, this brother and a sister they moved down to marsing from where was it it was somewhere in california like just this hard gang place dude like crazy super nice girl though but she always repped her gang shit. She talked like a gangster. She acted like a gangster. So did her brother. But her brother was never in school as much as her because she wanted to make the change. She wanted to actually succeed. Well, she was all for moving. Excuse me, sorry. She was all ex- she was all for moving out of that whole area, right. you know. And not a lot of people fucking know where Marsing is, especially if you're in a gang place from fucking California, <laughs> you right, know, right. huge gangster. Er, gang area in california well anyway so then she'd come down and i would talk to her every now and then and i I forgot her name i wish i remembered her name um but i would talk to her and i'd be like hey what's up what's up i said like what's up and and you knew dude that's exactly yeah yeah. and and she was a thicker chick like she's a big chick but she was just so funny dude like her personality you would never guess like people were afraid to talk to her but me being the person i was i'm I'm such a social person and i have this stupid ass personality where i'm dumb as hell all the time right (laughs) like it was like dude go talk to go talk to him Okay, fuck, I, don't give a fuck. I was like, "What's up? Where are you from?" She's like, "Oh, I'm from so and so, California." I'm like, "Oh, nice." I'm like, "Dude, I like your jersey." <laughs> she had one of those old LA jerseys. Oh, remember that? Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, "I like your jersey." She's like, "Thanks, that's where I'm from." Oh, and I'm like, fuck. "Nice." <laughs> so I was like, "High five. And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> she like threw her hand out, everything. But she was so nice. Right. But I mean, she, and then like one day I was telling Marina, one day she just, we were just like talking on lunch out. She was sitting by herself. And I went and sat by her lunch. I was like, what's up? And she's like, hey, how are you? Like that. And like her whole like tone, the way she talked was changing. Right. And I don't know. It was just because she was being around different, a different environment the way we were out in Marching. Because Marching is a bunch of fucking rednecks, country people. And um, and just the way we are, it was just so friendly out there. And so like she was like, I was like, how are you? She's like, good. Like, um, just get used to this out here. You know, hey, the, I'm like. Yeah, I was like, dude, like you should come hang out at one of the football games. Everyone's always out there. Like, I play on the team. Like, it'd be nice for you to get out and like socialize. And she's like, Nah, no one likes me here. Like, everyone's like fucking afraid of me and shit like that. Yeah, I'm like, right. Well, and like I was like, No, nah, just come out. Like, hang out. Like, just sit there. I was like, My family about there. You can go sit with them, or whatever. And she was like, Okay, okay. Like, I'll come out there. I'll come out there. Well, I don't know if she ever came out or not because after that, I'd never seen her. Oh, never really? seen her. Never seen her at school, nothing. Huh. Never heard of her ever again. Really? Yeah. So, Damn. like, I don't know how, but I know she was, like, she was struggling because, I mean, she was always in the principal's office. Right. Like, they made her take off her gang jerseys, and they would, you know, how like, if you were wearing gang-related clothes, they would make you put on a shirt right. from the school. <laughs> right, yeah. She was always wearing that stuff. She was a bigger chick, man. Right. My, my buddy Tyson at the time, he was super nice to her, too. Okay. And she was she was a bigger chick, but this because that's just how we were in general. Right. Like we were, me and him were just dumb shits together, so we would talk to everybody, but right. like never saw her, dude. Damn, dude. I wonder so what happened. Me too. Huh? Like I totally forgot. I forgot her name and everything. I don't know if maybe something caught up or right. You know, it's just it's 
like I remember telling Marina about it. I was like, fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> it's crazy how like you can think about people in your past and just they make like such a like there was such mm-hmm. a presence in your life that you you'll forget their name and everything, but mm-hmm. they till this day you know they'll pop up in your head and you'll be like, damn, like yeah, you know there was something about them, you know, and they'll never leave your mind. Yeah. I have people like that as well in my life. So. Yeah, I have. I still have like even people that weren't involved in games, people that were a low income family, you know, like this guy, I don't want to say his name or, you know, but this guy that used to go there, you know, he was a bigger set dude, but you know, he was, he was struggling. Like his family was super poor and stuff like that. Like so poor that he did his fucking senior project on mold. Oh really? Yeah. Mold around his house. Oh no. Yeah. And so like just having that, I'm, and to this day, I'm just like, dude, I wonder what happened to that guy. Like, I hope he overcame all this and, just like just and he was super smart i remember him telling me that he found a computer in a dumpster and fucking he fixed it up really fix it when he's like oh yeah dude it works and everything i'm like oh what the fuck like bro that's cool right, like right. why did you do that like right. <laughs> i can't even put a puzzle together <laughs> High five. hey well ho- hopefully he's doing something with computers yeah right? dude that's what that's what i'm saying man like i i hope like these people that like that we knew back then that weren't doing so great like i hope Oh, you for know? sure. Yeah, you wish the best for everybody. Yes, even, dude. You know? And it's just crazy to think about that. But, man, it's it's just insane, dude. Like, that's, why, that's why I, like, admire you so much because you take so much responsibility for these kids and stuff and people that you don't know. They're sh- complete strangers to you at first. Right, right. And you get to know them. Oh, you guide sure. them in the right way. And, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is one reason I remember I told Marina, I was like, dude, it would be great to have fucking Weasel on the show, bro. Oh, yeah. She's like. What do you mean? I was like, dude, and I told her about you. She's like, oh, like this is what he does. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we like appreciate you. I don't have <laughs> kids you. or anything, but like, I appreciate you. Oh, thank right. you, thank you. What what it boils down to is they are gonna they're the future leaders of our community. Exactly, exactly dude. And if we don't fucking do something, you know, realize that and do something and guide them, I mean, they are they're gonna they're the future leaders, bro. And we got to invest our time, our our love and in, into them. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, man, it's it's crazy, bro. Because I when I first started, I remember like it felt so good to be. A part of a nonprofit, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I work for a nonprofit. We do this and that." I was like, you know, I'd wake up every morning, bro, and like, I'm gonna make a difference today, you know. And then throughout the years, I realized I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, I wanted to make a difference. Like it was my ego. And throughout the years, man, I realized that what I'm really doing, bro, is just giving them what they're supposed to have. I'm giving them a piece of normal for that day when they walk in. Like, dog, your your life might suck out there. You might think it's terrible. It might suck, but when you hear it, it fucking doesn't. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate you, and, and you're somebody here. So. Yeah, man, that's kind of kind of why I do everything, you know. Um, yeah, dude, it's, we're just sh- sharing our lives with them, man. Letting them share their lives with us, pretty much. Yeah, dude, and and that's that's so cool, man. Like like I said, dude, it's 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 amazing. It's <laughs> and and you needed to be you needed to be recognized because, dude, a lot if a lot of people don't know you. Like, there's gonna be people who don't who don't know you know you now because of the things that you do, man. And, right. and that's what I'm saying. Like, even Marina probably never knew you and. You know, when I told her a little bit about you and stuff like that, she's like, oh, dude, that'd be awesome show. Even my mom, dude, when I told my mom about it and everything, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to tune in. Okay, I'm excited. I want to watch it. I'm excited for this. Like, Yeah, bro. And it's and it's honestly, um, like, it's all about them and, and about um, hearing their stories, bro, because they're the t- true fucking heroes, homie, waking up in those adverse environments, bro, and still somehow making it through the day. Yeah. You know, when you're – I had a kid, bro. I, I gave him a GED practice test. This was last week. I gave him a GD practice test and I signed him up for the real test at CWI and he was going to pass it with flying colors because on that practice test, he scored beyond amazing on it, right? Yeah. So I signed him up for the real exam. 
I signed him up early in the morning. So he went and took it, came in. He's like, I failed, bro. And I'm like, what the fuck you mean you failed, bro? You, you're, you scored like you were. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. Don't we'll fucking chip away at it, man. We'll get, you know, I'll sign you up as soon as possible. He's like, yeah, yeah. Five minutes later, he's like, yeah, well, you know, I woke up this morning to find out that um, my mom attempted suicide. Um, and I was thinking in my head, well, no wonder you didn't pass the fucking test, dog. You, you're in there trying to take a test, you know, with this, with this over your head, like, and he was still Damn. like, he, bro, and it's crazy because he wasn't even like using that as an excuse. He didn't even put those two he together. He wanted to go do that just to do it for her, it seems. I don't know, man. I, I feel like it was, that kind of shit is so normal for him that he didn't even find that like, like. That's the reason why. He right. Didn't. It, he, was, he didn't even find that strange or anything. He was, I mean, obviously. He, he used was, it as an excuse. He's like, I'm sorry. But I'm like, no, don't be sorry to me. Home, you know, like, you're good, bro. We'll sign you up right away. But I'm like, no, you know, I'm, right away. I'm like, well, no wonder you didn't pass the test, homie. How are you supposed to function effectively when you got something like this hanging you know, over your head? And it reminds me of fucking in high school when I'd show up. Something happened at home that, that you know, the night before I'd show up. With, put my head down and the teacher would be like, you're not going to do nothing. Get out of here. You know, it's like. We get, that's what we got to stop doing. Yeah. You know, there's a reason my head was on that desk and there's a reason when these kids show up to school that they're not participating or they're zoned out. There's a reason for that. And I feel like we're in these times where we can't just say, get out of here. You're not doing anything. Or yeah, exactly. Not acknowledging them and helping everybody else because those kids, those ones are the ones who need that attention, need the yep. love. And so it's time that we start addressing them and seeing, hey, what's going on, dude? Like, you know, hey, go, go to the counselor, you know, what's, what's really going on? Because those are the ones that we can't just be like, hey, fuck it. You know, uh, these ones are doing great. Um, and those ones get left behind, you know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, the, the people who do great, we're going to do great no matter what, no matter where. But it's these ones that, that we really got to pay attention to. Yeah, exactly, man. Because, dude, to be honest, at the same time, not to bring, not to, like, bring this, like, too crazy deep. But, like, at the same time, like, a lot of those kids, too, are the ones who are shooting up people, who are shooting up schools, who are shooting up that. Because they don't, they, they get ignored. Right. Or people treat them like shit. And they're like, oh, well, fuck you. Like, why, right. why am I going to be here? Or why am I going to treat you the same way? You know what? Right. Let me go into you and I'm going to show you, right. you know, why you should have fucking, What's you know. That? And it's I believe in small schools. Like, I believe, I don't think there should be 4A schools. Because I went to a small school and you can't fall through the cracks. Right. I transferred my senior year to a 4A school. And I was like, whoa, like <laughs> I loved it. I was like, they don't even know if I'm here. Right, right. I passed with all A's. Um, my small school I grew up in, they were the best teachers, but they, they cared about you. They right. knew you. They knew your parents. They knew your brother. They knew your sister. They knew your cousins. <laughs> um, so I think that's it's important. I think oh, it's important sure. to the teachers know your name. They know a little bit about you at least, like no matter what grade you're in. And I think that we need to do something about our school systems because they are terrible. Yeah. yeah. I've been going around and meeting people for like the Nampa School District and, and certain places. And at the moment, there is some good people in good places where they need to be. And I, I do feel like there's a shift happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met with, uh, you know, some teachers over there at Endeavor Elementary in Nampa and then uh, um, some uh, a lady from the Nampa School District. And there's those there's those people in those right places who go beyond, beyond just, you know, you come to my classroom, um, I'll help you try to get an A and then now it's the next class you know this and that like who are constantly checking up on certain kids and those kids who actually need it yeah and we all know man those teachers um you, you you'll remember the ones you hated and the yep. ones you love till exactly. this day dog. you know what i'm saying i remember <laughs> i was a second grade homie and we, i was in computer lab i always remember this fucking teacher bro <laughs> always fucking remember she like traumatized me so we were, we were learning how to like type like on note or something on the computer yeah that was fucking in the 90s right yeah um so we were like, I don't know what program, but we were and like, she's like, oh, so the assignment was um, write what you want to do or who you want to be when you grow up, right? 
So we're in second grade, homie. We're going around, like, stand up and shirt in front of the class. And uh, so the kid's like, I want to be a rock star or a fucking supermodel. You know, yeah, it's going yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. It gets to me. I'm like, I want to play in the NBA like Shaquille O'Neal. You know? <laughs> right? And this fucking bitch goes, that's never going to happen. Yeah, What dog. the fuck? Yeah. Fucking, and I remember, like, come like, here, let me cross your ass <laughs> off, bitch. I'm going to break your ankles. <laughs> hey, bro, like, I remember feeling so humiliated. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I sat down and I remember, like, that that sparked, like, my my fear of public speaking, bro. Not not feeling like I was intelligent enough. Damn. To, and to this day, homie, I struggle with it. And I, and I was like, from where, from where? And like, it goes back to that. That's when, that's my first, like one of my first memories of when I was like humiliated in front of a group of people. It made me feel so like, you know, dumb, bro, basically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like not, not worth Unmotivated. anything. Right? Like what I had to say didn't mean shit, but they can be a rock star or supermodel, uh, this and that, but I can't be what I wanted to be for whatever fucking reason. That you know is what I'm insane. Saying? Yeah. So well, maybe she just didn't want you to be Shaquille O'Neal because you can't shoot free <laughs> right? throws. Or maybe she was thinking like height-wise. She's like, dog, you're Mexican, homie. That's that. Bro, that's you, <laughs> you, you mugsy bucks, bro. Right. right, right <laughs> Quit right, it. Yeah. You're going to be pushing 5'3". That's it, dog. <laughs> so, yeah. You're going to be something about but you're going to be mugsy bugs something. For real. For real. So. That's yeah, funny, man. man. Yeah. That's, no, that's not funny, but that's crazy, dude. Like, that's that's insane that there's teachers like this. This is shitheads, so man. Bad. Yeah. Like, even my, the teacher that I butted head, heads with the most, he, he was my basketball coach. And I, I like, I look back and, man, I love him. I, I owe him a lot because he helped shape me into the person I am. But I remember I had said I wanted to be in the WNBA, and I completely forgot about that. That's when I was in his, like, fifth grade class, and that was my dream. And I remember it was my junior year, my sophomore year, and I was, you know, have an attitude or doing something I shouldn't have been. And he pulled me aside and he's like, you're a leader. You wanted to be in the WNBA. Like, what are you doing? And like, those are the people you, you need in your life. The people who remind you like, you know, what you wanted as a kid. Cause you are supposed to be that person that you needed as a kid. Right. And I think that's so important. Like to have a teacher laugh at you or to dismiss whatever your dream may be. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, they, they shouldn't be a teacher if that's what you can need. You're supposed yeah. to be encouraging your students. You're right. supposed to be like a parent figure in a way, you know? Right. Like, I, I have – I don't think there's one teacher that I didn't like in high school. Oh, really? I, I, at all. I, I honestly don't think so. Um, all my teachers were pretty cool. You know, even my even my coaches. There was a coach that I didn't like at first because he took the spot of a different coach at the time. Mm. And I was just like, fuck, dude. Like, he, I tell Marina, like, he was my basketball coach. But now he's – now he's one is still like one of my good friends and I still talk to him because he runs a softball like tournament marsing and stuff like that but like at first I didn't like him I even told him like dude I didn't <laughs> you're taking the spot of one of my one of my favorite coaches and stuff like that right. like I'm not going to even try like I'm not even gonna try my ass off whatever like I ended up being on the JVB team <laughs> like right and I was like I don't give a shit like this is this is just what I'm going to do like I don't fucking care and so then I remember he had me as a bubble, like going from JV to fucking to varsity. And then like the first Jamboree game, it was against uh, fuck, I can't remember who it was, but I played fucking well. Just I played great defense, you know. I was a defensive player all four years of high school, and just fucking doing good, playing, stealing the ball, fucking passing off, whatever. I couldn't shoot with shit. I still can't shoot with <laughs> shit, but I could fucking handle the ball, and right, I was fast, right. and I could steal, and I could play defense, and. Um, and I remember him telling me, he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, I'm moving you up to varsity. You know, even in practice, I was fucking breaking the, the varsity's press breakers and shit like that. And he's like, yeah, you don't belong down there. Right. 
But then I started growing this like connection with him because he showed me that attention. He didn't he didn't kick me off because I was a dickhead to him. Right. You know he 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 loved me. He loved me like a like his own player, like his own son and stuff like that. And he knew what I was going through and stuff like that. And I was a dickhead growing up. You know, like I was like. <laughs> I would run away from home. I would, I would live at my friend's house, you know, like that. But, you know, he was just such a great dude that he took, instead of being me being an asshole to him and him being an asshole back, he was just like, nah, dude, I see something in you type shit. And, right. You know, and that that's what you need. You, just because a kid's an asshole to you doesn't mean you need to dismiss them. Right. No, you just, they're going through some shit. Yeah, you got to read that. You got to <laughs> read that that behavior. You know, you got to yeah. read the language of their behavior. They're, exactly. they're, they're acting out for a certain reason. Um, so again, just right back to, you know, the kids who are acting out, um, you know, there's something going on yeah. further beyond. They just want to be little shit sticks and give you a hard <laughs> yeah. time. I'm sure there's yeah. those guys out there, those kids out there who, you know, and, it's a very few percentage though. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is they're usually the smart, they, they got some kind of like fucking talent. We were talking about this. Like, um, have you seen that show on a Netflix? It's called a uh, cue ball or cue ball, right? Yeah. Cue ball. So it's about. Oh, in, wait, yeah, yeah. It's I was about watching the, the other night, dog. Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. inmates in right, San right. Quentin yeah. where they're playing basketball. They got baseball teams and shit like that. Yeah. Like the guys that get out, they get they get tried on for the D League of the the um, Warriors. Yeah, you know, and it's just, dude, that I I teared up in that show because like it's a lot of that. It's just it's insane. If you guys have not seen that show, Netflix Cue Ball, it's yeah, insane. It's, it's just it's. Even though they're inmates, I told Marina, even though they're inmates, man, they are still fucking people. Mm-hmm. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has their times in their life. I've made mistakes. Like, right. Even after one DUI, I didn't fucking learn my lesson. I got another DUI. Like, right. I still fucked up. But at the same time, did I stay down? No. I kept picking myself up. Right. And, you know, and where I'm at now in life, it's, it's insane because, you know, even with two DUIs, a lot of people they're homeless or they just give up on everything because you know you can't get a lot of jobs still right but like that show was just crazy dude like the opportunities guys get just to right. go and outside and play basketball and then if they get out in like three years four years they go and get to try out for like right. the fucking warriors d-league if they're good enough you know and i was just telling me i'm like damn like there's a and even there was a guy on there that was singing a song playing the guitar he was amazing, and he right. was just playing the background music for the set, and he they just like showed a little like five second clip of him, but then they would play it later on in the in the fucking movie, you know. Right. And I was just like, holy shit! And I yeah. I love like music. I'm I'm a huge <clears throat> music guy, so like I was like, Marina, this guy sounds amazing. Like she's like, who is that? I was like, it's an inmate. This is a fucking inmate right. playing this shit. Like just hear it. Like this is a basketball. This is about the basketball guy or whatever. But just listening to this guy, right, right? Like just listen to him, and it would show another five second clip of him and another guy like rapping, singing, and I'm just like, wow, right? Like these guys, they made the wrong move. Right. Like, oh well, you know, these guys are just as much talented as anybody oh, else. Sure. There's much talent. They have as much talent as someone who hasn't committed a crime. Right, you know, it was just sitting, fucking, gave up on life. You know, these guys kind of come out and be like, I "Dude, don't let's even go." Have talent. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like I'm like, you can chug beard. <laughs> you can play basketball. I Whatever. Beer. She's really, dude. Are you a ball player, or dude? She should have went. She should have been playing college ball. Really? That's how good she is. Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. So, so a little backstory story. When we first started dating, we we started going to the gym. I realized that she liked the gym. 
And in Nampa, they have the basketball gym there. Right. And so I was like, hey, let's go play basketball. I was like, and she's like, she would always talk about, oh, I fucking play basketball. I'm fucking Alan Iverson, Michael Jordan type shit. I never said that. <laughs> I can see it in her eyes. Or like say West, it. West <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so she would be like, let's go play. I was like, okay, let's fucking play one-on-one. Like, I was like, fucking defense play right. the year, motherfucker. You remember me? Remember me? <laughs> it was six years ago, but still, I still got it. Oh, dude, she was hitting fuck. I wouldn't stand up on her and I was like shoot a three motherfucker let me see if you can do it in my face like I'll show you I pulled all four of my medals out I carry them around <laughs> with me still <laughs> just kidding <laughs> I carry all four of my medals right. out and I'm like see these like you are not gonna make the shot I was standing here you still won't make a shot Right. she fucking hit a three swish I'm like Huh. Lucky. Okay. <laughs> Let me pull out my fourth medal. Right. Motherfucker, make it in front of that medal now. No, switch. I'm like, she beat me fucking like, it was like six to three. And I'm like, what the fuck? Badass. First one to Hell six yeah. was like, dude, this is bullshit. <laughs> Easy, buddy. Easy, buddy. Yeah, but dude, then I saw it. Like, she showed me some of her videos and shit. And I'm like, dude, you were a baller. Damn. Like, right. you know, she was a freshman <laughs> playing with varsity players. And I'm like, damn, you were like pretty good, you know, but you ne- you can't judge someone. You know, can't right. judge a book by its cover, right. man, because you, I would never have thought, looking at her, would you think she was a baller? No, uh, no I wouldn't, honestly. I mean, you I think she's like a Victoria's Secret model? I feel you on that. You can't ju- judge a book by its cover because, I mean, look at me, bro. When I show up to those, like, you know, those meetings with, like, uh, city council or, like, the mayor of Nampa and, like, yeah. with all these other people, I walk into the room and I can just see everybody kind of peeking, like, you look hard as fuck, dog. This fool, you know? So there's, I mean, when I walk into that room, there's there's a lot of assumptions that are being made about me that I have to prove wrong right yeah, off the yeah, bat, yeah, you yeah. know? Um, and so just because tatted up mustache and, and shit. And so um, I feel that 100%, dog. I, I, I've dealt with that shit downtown Boise, homie, where, like, they um, they don't they had it one time, a couple times, bro. They didn't let me into China Blue because of, they said my neck tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, Amsterdam because of my neck tattoo. Fatties. Right, because I, like, I know the owners of all those places. Right, so just come with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It, that, I mean, so I feel that, bro. Like, I feel that a hundred percent. I feel that. Um, when I went to Vegas, uh, we went to a pool party in Vegas. Yeah, and we walk in or whatever, and we're chilling. And I, I take off my shirt, and I have tattoos on my torso and stuff, chest, stomach. And I see one of the security guys, like, just looking at me, and I'm like, just looking at him, you know, and like this was scoping me out. And I told my girl, I was like, "Hey, they're gonna kick me out." She's like, "Nah, they can't do that." I'm like. They're going to kick me out. She's like, why? I'm like, because of my tattoos. Look at this guy. And then another guy walks up to him, another security. And I was like, fuck. She's like, no, they can't do that. Everybody here is tatted up. And yeah, everybody there was all tatted up, doc. But I think it's a style that I have or it, something. It is, man. It's it's crazy. Because even if I were to see you, like, walking around, I'd be like, hey. <laughs> you know, and I fight. Like, right, you know, I'm, right. I'm a fighter, but I'd still be like, high <laughs> <Nah>. fingers or <laughs> high five? Like, what are... <laughs> we, can't, we can't touch that. Elbows. <laughs> right. <laughs> Careful, the whole, the whole <laughs> right? Can't touch. Sixteen. <laughs> hey, yo, like I still been doing my meetings and stuff, and like I show up, like I'm glad you guys are still shaking hands and shit. Cause I show up, I literally, I'm like, are you guys like shaking hands or are you guys like, what are you guys doing? The majority of people aren't Just touching. Some. Yeah, for real, huh? She's <laughs> like, like, hold on, fucking pull out right out of a little like button case. <laughs> right, for real. <laughs> hey, <we're> gonna, <laughs> so let me get that pure out real quick. <laughs> Hey, I had I had a student steal one of my hand sanitizers. I was fucking pissed. Like, <laughs> saw, yeah, I'm like, who fucking took it? And everybody's all quiet. But who the fuck took my hand sanitizer? I'm pissed off, you know. Just principal though, dog. Like I don't care about the hand sanitizer. Don't be stealing from me and shit, though, you know. <laughs> dude, that shit's funny, for real, man. bro. It's just, oh, it's dude, that's hilarious, dude. There's, there's, fuck, man. 
Yeah, dude, isn't that crazy about the whole fucking... Everyone's, like, fucking getting the whole... Getting the Rona? Yeah, the Rona. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so there's strange times, dog. Like, I really hope when, like, this shit, you know, blows over that people will sit back and reflect on how they acted, mm-hmm. you know, when this shit mm-hmm. was going down. Um, at, when, in a time where people have to... You think people would come together? Some people are, you know? Some people mm-hmm. coming together and helping each other out, but in a time where... Keep talking. Where um, I, I believe people need to be community, you know, um, a lot of people aren't kind of it's just at the end of the day we're you know still those fucking survival of the right fittest. right exactly we're still those cavemen underneath that you know that then the layer of uh, decency that we portray and created um it's funny so i hope people like take a step back and really you know look at the way they reacted to the whole situation you know i see people arguing on facebook it's serious no it's not blah 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 going back i'm like regardless if it's serious or not like the fuck you arguing about you know like yeah i mean Work you're part together. Of the, you're part of the problem, whether you say it's serious or not. Like yeah. if you're gonna sit there and make a big deal out of it, um, on whatever your your viewpoint is on that, like you're you're part of the problem for sure. You know. Well, one thing that I saw today was a meme, and it was of an elderly person who had their shopping cart, and there were bare shelves, and these are people I worked at. Um, a retirement home for seven years and I managed um, a retirement home for like seven years and I have a very deep and sincere um, uh, I guess like feelings for people who are in you know like those later stages in life and I've seen them go from independent living to assisted living to hospice to death right you know i've seen that i i spent almost a whole decade of my life working with people like that and for a lot of people to just continuously hoard and um and take advantage of what it is that they have in front of them instead of recognizing that there are other people who who aren't able to go to five grocery stores you know like somebody who's like 80 years old they're not going to be able to go to like fred meyer then to albertson's then to walmart then to costco Uh, you know they're not able to do that and if they are able to do that, it's very difficult for them, and it's hard on them and their bodies because they're they're moving around right. and they're putting a lot of traffic right. on their feet. Right. And these individuals are the ones who are at the most risk. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's why they're doing that whole. Uh, they're doing that whole. Um, Albertsons is only open a certain they're letting the elderly come in at a certain time without mm-hmm. other people because mm-hmm. right you know did you just cough you know i know, I know right? <laughs> i'm trying to avoid the mic homie. I I don't don't worry about <laughs> no, but yeah they're making, we're all safe <laughs> they're making that we're whole like section risk. dude so where so they actually can go in and grab whatever they need right and then you know but that's balance. my thing is like we fear what we don't know i understand that i i understand there's a population that thinks this this is like armageddon like Right. And you it's know, not. the end of the world. No. It's really but, not. like, even if worst-case scenario of everything was, you know, hitting the fan, like, I went to get tomato sauce, tomato paste, you know. We make um, stuffed bell peppers, and I use tomato paste with the meat. And I'm like, there's no dang tomato paste. And the guy was like, yeah, anything canned. I was at right. the Fred Meyer. Anything canned is gone. I'm like, but 
the peanut no butter. No pasta sauce, nothing. Uh, no, no. And I totally under, understand perishables, but like, and non-perishables, but it's like, okay, if this was the end of the world, I'd be buying peanut butter, like, you know, stuff that I could get a lot of calories out of in, you know, one tablespoon. <laughs> and it's all stocked. Right. Like, right. These people are not making <laughs> no. pots deli and meats, pots of like spaghetti. stuff you can freeze. Yeah, oh, so you can, you, can freeze. you can fry toilet paper though. Like you put like batter on it, you tofu. can put it in the fucking fryer. <laughs> right? right. <laughs> fucking dumbasses! <laughs> like I think it's so stupid. The first thing they go is for toilet paper. A shit ton well, of toilet paper. It's it like though, they're trying to build a fucking fort. It wasn't that people are just so <laughs> dumb that they just are like, oh, I'm gonna buy so much to- toilet paper. It's a domino effect. If one person overreacts about something. You'll see all these people. So, like, one person probably bought a bunch of toilet paper, and so did this person. That so did this person. And they're like, "Oh, f- right. shoot! If, yeah. if they're buying all the toilet paper, there's not going to be enough toilet paper for me." And then, so you tell your buddy, "Hey, there's not going to be enough right. toilet paper for you." So that's but that, go to the vitamin aisle. But that's the and same. the vitamin that's aisle is yep. fully stocked. Really? Is the whole vi- uh, yeah, the vitamins. Yeah. dude? Uh, and that's what buy you want. one get one free. Like it everywhere <laughs> I go, is buy one get one free. <laughs> they're and actually and starting to get. It, and that's what you want, yeah. On. Yeah, and that's what you want as a whole. They want their immune system. You want your immune system to be fucking strong, not right. your asshole to be clean. Right. I can shit. shit and shower, dude. Yeah. That's right. what I was I can just take a shit and say. I can jump in the shower. I can poop right next to each shower, other. bro. They're yeah. right next to each other. <laughs> so if I run out of toilet paper, right. whatever. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and then now there's all this martial law, conspiracy theory stuff going down. Which is understandable. Like, I I get it if they have to, like, lock shit down. But at the end of the day, I'm somebody who has taken advantage of my freedom. And um, I purchased... I purchased guns. I purchased ammo. I have, like, a thousand rounds of ammo. I'm somebody who is prepared for not an apocalypse per se, but to per- I'm somebody who's prepared to like defend my property. But right. uh, let's be real. This is America. Nobody's going to go around, especially my neighbors. Nobody's going to come around <laughs> and try to steal my toilet paper. I got, nobody's going to try to steal my I got my the shit. two biggest guns in the whole fucking states, bro. Yeah, right. Damn. <laughs> Damn. But I, I would be careful when you say this is America because... I don't know. There's people Dude, the g- stealing all the time or breaking into yeah. houses all the time. Maybe not in like Idaho is like low crime. Yeah. But in Alaska, we have like the most homicides per capita. I'm pretty sure. Like we're right up there with deadliest city next to Chicago. Yeah, Alaska State Troopers. I love that show. No, not Alaska oh. State Troopers. <laughs> Hodge kids. Hodge <laughs> wife. The Anchorage is crazy. Anchorage is deadly, man. Yeah, I've, no doubt. That's what she was saying. Is Get like, your guns. It's true, Be though, America. because Anchorage is like one of the fucking biggest crime states in America. Like, it's insane. That's fucking scary. Alaska's? Uh, Anchorage. Anchorage, Alaska? Yeah, that's, yeah, that was it. It was on some kind of, What was the thing that we were watching? It was like some cop show or whatever. That know. Anchorage was like one really? of the biggest like crime like states. it's just so territorial right. it's so territorial and then all the drugs and mm-hmm. the turnover on money on drugs there is ridiculous right. well and then you have your like your suicide and you got you've got so much stuff <laughs> your up seasonal in Alaska, depression your seasonal depression which like Alaska in general it 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 peaks on many levels when it comes to uh, a lot of different metrics. Yeah. When it comes mm-hmm. to suicide, drugs, and murder. our low income versus 
Mm-hmm. Like you can make some good money in Alaska, but you can the also low be income, very poor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my dad does very well from for himself, but my my mom's a recovering drug addict, so I see both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I it's cra- Alaska's crazy. It's a different world. I the people are awesome, but it's different for sure. It's very much separated from the states. Like, oh yeah, from Definitely. from the 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 general states. Oh shit! But it's kind of like Hawaii. It's my it's, it's favorite very much place. Like uh, the people are down for whatever. Like your your neighbors, your friend. Um, I don't know. The people are really they're different. They're quirky. You know, I don't know. And you grow up with all of them, or you get to know them so well because it's so right. close that you. C- you might want to hate them, but you can't because <laughs> you're never getting rid of them. <laughs> so how did so <clears throat> how did you decide that you wanted to like? <clears throat> do you want another beer, bro? What's up, bro? Do you want another beer? Yeah, I'll grab. Yeah, I'll grab another one, homie. Oh, um, grab it, bro. Um, so how did how did you decide that? Well, when was the when was the moment that you decided that you wanted to like leave all that? Like, it was honestly multiple moments throughout my life, bro. That yeah. kind of made it all come together. Um. So I did end up getting locked up. You ready for this? Locked up for conspiracy to commit bank robbery. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. I had one more question. Conspiracy to commit bank robbery. And so I was looking at, they threw out, uh, one of the first deals they threw out was 15 years in prison. Jeez. Yeah. And because when I got locked up, homie, I didn't think it was a big deal. I'm like, this is part of my norm. This is, Mm -hmm. we all get locked up, you know? Yeah. I'll be out, ain't no big deal. But when I heard 15 years, I was like, oh, fuck, I fucked up my life. I was like, holy shit. It was a big reality check, a big slap in the face. Like, dude, this is the route you're going, you know? I remember I called my lawyer, bro. I was sitting there like, nah, I got this. Ain't no big deal. We hired a lawyer and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, man, so what's, what's it looking like? You know, got good news for me? He's like, oh, you're definitely going to go to the penitentiary. And I was like, all right, fuck, two, three years. Something yeah. Like He's like, oh, they're throwing 15 at you. Um, so you're definitely going to do some uh, some prison time. And uh, I remember when he said that, I was like, what the fuck? And I was quiet, right? And then he's like, well, at least you're handling it like a man, you know? And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, 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 you know? And I go back to my cell, bro. I kid you not, I couldn't fucking eat, sleep, shit for like a week, homie. Like, depression at its finest, dog. And, and so it was just multiple things, though. That was a big one, you know? I'm just spending time in the cell, just reflecting on my life. Yeah. And <laughs> reflecting on who, who I was as a person and who I wanted to be and the potential I had inside of me. Um, so it was just, just a lot. And then just also being involved and being around. Don't get me wrong, bro. There's, you know, there, there's some good, I had some good people around me who are gang members, but yeah. there's also those pieces of shits at the same yeah. time. You know what I'm saying? There's good people there, bro. Trust me. There's, I mean, yeah. to this day, I, my homie's in prison and he's like a big brother to me. Um, and he's still involved in that shit. But so there's good people there. But I started seeing certain things, bro, where I was like, this is not what I want to be a part of. This isn't how I feel inside. You know what I'm saying? I was acting that way on the outside, but that's not who I was on the inside, homie. Yeah. And I think life is all about you trying to fucking match those two things. You yeah. know, match how you really feel down there. Trying to balance it exactly, out. and match it with who who you are on the outside and how, how your actions. And so, um, at the end, I was probably like 23 when I was like, you know what, fuck this, like, because I got I got locked up and I ended up doing a year, just a year. I got the uh, my judge gave me a fucking opportunity and I got out. Um, Ryder is nice, dude. I didn't end up going to fucking prison because of because uh, the judge honestly, um, she spared me, and so I got out and I was still fucking with it a little bit. I had one yeah, foot yeah, in, yeah, one yeah. foot out, and then finally when I was about 23, I was like, you know. But at the same time, I do want to say I was never jumped into the gang. I was just, yeah, just going to ask you. Yeah, I was never jumped into the gang. I was just affiliated. I surrounded yeah, yeah, myself, yeah. and I was living that that lifestyle. Yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. never officially jumped into. So you could the gang. you got out pretty it was easily. E- yeah, well, yeah, it was. 
easier yeah easier than what <laughs> what it would take for somebody yeah. who's actually jumped in but yeah i just kind of tapered myself away and it came to the point where i had to completely cut those people out uh-huh for a good amount of time before to kind of reinvent myself and yeah. get new friends so it yeah, was yeah. lonely times and that's exactly actually uh jose that's when i started hanging out <laughs> with him and that's how we, we became a uh, fucking goofball <laughs> how we became how we became friends so um but yeah man just a, just a bunch of different kind of experiences and just like you know it's yeah bro i mean just that's just, crazy man yeah. but you do you really do like eat like shit i didn't i didn't do any serious time man like i didn't do fucking there's limes there dude um i there's like <clears throat> i didn't do any crazy time but fucking i was in there maybe for a total of five days which i mean you're not in general pop but like and, and they were they were mixed up so the, the most time i did at a time was two i don't know yeah yeah three but then the second time i did it was two and when I went in there, dude, like, even just putting on orange, you were just like, fuck. Like, right. I'm actually putting this right. on. Like, never, because me, never what I thought I would have been there. Not right. saying that I'm better than anybody else or anything like that, because, you know, anything can happen. You, you don't know what the fuck. For sure. It's gonna, nothing sure. is planned out. Right. And so I was just like, damn it. Like, this is never was something I wanted to be involved in. The reason why I want to get in law enforcement was to stay out of this shit. You know what I mean? And so when I put it on, I was like, holy shit. But then, like, I sat in the cell, like, for two days. And I told Marina, like, it was two days. But it felt like fucking a year. Yeah, bro. Because you have no TV. Right. You have no fucking games. You don't have your phone. You don't have nothing. The food sucks like shit. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, I met a couple cool guys that were in there that were, like, decent dudes. Like, one guy was getting transferred from California or was going back to California so he can get out. But mm -hmm. he was going through Idaho. Oh, okay. And uh, he was a big motherfucker, like huge. Like he, this dude was like six five. Like he was huge. He was missing. He looked like a fucking hockey player. <laughs> and then I had this little dude who was like the opposite little Mexican dude with the little braid, and he was in hey. there for like two weeks or something <laughs> like right. that. And uh, I was like, damn. I was like, so how long are you in here for, bro? He's like two weeks. I'm like, fuck, that sucks, dude. Like right. I've only been here for four hours. And I hate right. it. Like oh, I'm fuck. like, oh, like you can't sleep. Right. Nothing, but right. you have so much time to just reflect on is this really where you want to be is right. this really what do you want to do with your life and somebody was like that was life-changing for me because i was just like you know i distant myself from friends that i was garrett all those guys like i distant myself from everybody because i was just like dude i need to find myself right. i need to either fucking buck up and change some shit or i'm gonna end up in here again right. and it's gonna be longer than fucking two days right you know what i mean like and it was just like you know i just decided that you know you it's it's not a lot. You don't you don't feel like a badass because it's not something. I know there was dudes in there that was like, oh fuck yeah, dude, I've been in fucking jail, right, I've been in the prison, right. like fuck, like no, it's not something to be proud <laughs> right, of at right, all. Like right. two days, I am yeah. embarrassed to even say that I was in jail for you know right. for two days, and then before that, you know, when I got my first deal, I was in there, you know, for three days. Like it's, no, it's not something to be proud of, right? At all, it's right. embarrassing. Yeah, to, it's, yeah. if anything. Right. And it's just like, dude, no, like you never want to. And I even tell like people, I'm like, hey, you guys, you guys never want to be in there. You guys never want to like. It's it's not fun, dude. It's not fun at all. And uh, so it's just crazy to me. You know what was a big like another slap in my face? You know how you said like when you put those scrubs on? Yeah. When they did that fucking when you had to strip down. Yeah. And you're like butt ass naked in front of. The, the so, deputy and like and that's when I was like what the fuck like I'm really just butt ass naked in front of this other guy and he's like squat down and like, and like some real type shit and I was yeah. like 
I felt so like humiliated slash vulnerable at the moment. Like, <laughs> damn, the homeboy just staring at me all fucking cold. You to spread your butt cheeks. Yeah, I told me I was like, dude, they made me spread my butt cheeks. Yeah, do a handstand so your ABC's backwards, fuck. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do this breakdance move while you're butt right, naked? Right. <laughs> What's that tattoo say? <laughs> oh shit! I know I had one there. What the fuck? Right. But yeah, dude, it's 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 crazy, man. Like, he, like I mean, you were in there for a year, and I couldn't even imagine being there for a year. Like, bro, can you imagine like the homies uh fucking in there doing life, dog? Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, two days, I was, like, fucking miserable. I was right. like, oh, when I got out, my mom picked me up, and I was like, oh, my God, can we go to Sherry's, Mom? Like, please, I'm so hungry. <laughs> like, right. I didn't I didn't really eat. Like, I didn't fucking eat none of that food. It was, just, it was disgusting <laughs> to me. Like, I gave it to this dude. He's like, you gonna eat that? I'm like, nah, dude, take it. And he's right. like, fuck yeah. And, like, the great thing about it, oh, I bragged to my mom. I was like, Mom, I was, like, the second biggest dude in there, by the way. Like, you can see my traps hanging out of my shirt. Right, He's like, right. shut up, shut up, shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm like, they don't want to fuck with me. Hey, bro, when I, was, when I was getting out, when I was getting out, they, they threw me and some other dude that was getting out in the same room, and they gave us our clothes that we got locked up in, mm -hmm. you know? And we're putting it on, and I'm like, oh, my fucking God, like, I'm getting out. Like, I'm getting out, you know? Um, So I was all happy, and I look over at Homeboy, and uh, he's crying, bro, like putting his clothes on. I was like, fuck, this fool probably did hella long, too. You know, he's all emotional and shit. He's all wiping tears away. And I was excited. Homeboy's all emotional. And I'm like, hey, dude, like, how long did you do? He's like, a week. He's like, crying and shit. I'm like, oh, fuck, bro. A rough week or what? That's so crazy, yeah. man. That's that's insane, dude. But, yeah, dude, it's 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 not fun at all. Marina, don't go to prison. Don't go to jail. I mean, Marina would probably fuck someone up, though, because... What's that movie we watched where he, you know, gets in that um, motor vehicle accident and he kills that guy and he ends up oh, doing... Oh, uh, Shot Caller? Yeah, right? and he and becomes yeah. like a... Yeah. Damn, dude! Yeah, it's a good movie. Hey, it's it's such a good movie. movie. It's a good movie. Dude, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is we were just sitting at home... We were going through movies, and we were, so sometimes we just get bored, and we're just like, I was like, just let's just one of us find a movie. Like, let's just find a movie. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to find a movie because I'm the best movie picker in the whole entire world, <laughs> if anybody ever wants to know that. and do yeah. Anyway, so we're going through it, and I was like, dude, this movie looks good. Like, I read it. I was like, oh, look, this guy, like, was a business <clears throat> guy, just a great dude, and he just got into some trouble, and now he's, like, a fucking leader of a gang and shit like that. And so I was like, let's watch it. I was like, you want to watch it? She's like, yeah, let's watch it. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. That was a fucking good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Really good movie. I've watched it a few so, times, bro. Have you seen it? Shot Caller? Look it up on Netflix. I haven't. It's Who's in it? Like Mark Wahlberg? Is he the one? Yeah. Is he in that? No, 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 no. That's that's um that's the new, 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 new one. This one's probably like this one's a little bit a, a few years old, yeah, older. Yeah. But it was just so good. I mean, just just to think that it's called Shot Caller. Shot Caller, and yeah. it's it's good, dude. Like, I mean. Just to think how someone's life can change. Well, I was just like gonna say that. that. Like that's all it takes. Honestly, uh -huh. it's one one stupid decision, like, and just your whole life is just drastically changed. Like we get to sit here and we get to share these stories and we're laughing and bullshitting mm -hmm. about them. And there's people sitting in prison right now where people just dead. That that's where their story ended. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And so it just, all it takes is one bad decision, and that's what I try to stress with the kids. I'm like, hey, dude, like, really think about what you're doing because all it takes is one bad decision, yeah. and that's. That's it, man. You could and you alter may, your life you may in a drastic think that way. It's not gonna happen. You may think, right. oh, dude, no, fuck. Not I've been, me. I've gotten away with so much shit. I've gotten away with this and this and this and blah 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 blah. It ain't gonna happen. 
Right. It catches up to you, dude. Oh, dude. I've known I've known friends who it catches up. Yeah. I've known friends who who's such good people and they were drinking and driving and then went and killed somebody rear ending them. Right. You know, like and their life changes like that. Like they killed that person. Guess what? Fucking you're done now. Right. Like, you're gonna spend half Same. your life now. It's it's insane. Yep. It's crazy. And you, they're the best person. They're so nice. They're in college and they're ready to fucking start. But they decide to drive home. I know two people doing life right now for murder, and then I know somebody who's doing thirty years for um, second degree murder, mm-hmm. which you know is unintentional. But they made bad choices. Exactly. At that point, yeah, and um, and those two people who are doing life for murder, they deserve to actually, in my opinion, the both of them should just be taken to a field and shot. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. As bad as that sounds, they should, because they killed children. Oh but, shit. Yeah. Yeah. But like okay. um, the other people, I might know a few others. Um, in fact, I know one, two, three, three other people who are doing life uh, or, all right, so it's like 24, 30, 30. So they're doing like 24, 30, 30 with the possibility of parole after like 24 and 30 and 30 years. But these people like made bad decisions, and you kind of have to live with those decisions. Right. But what what's sad and what's unfortunate is uh, those three individuals had very, very rough upbringings, like very rough upbringings, and they didn't have the guidance, and they didn't have the leadership, and they didn't have um, the people like the mother and the father that should have been able to guide them through right. life to allow them an opportunity to succeed. Right. They were the kids who you mentor, you know, like right. the kids who didn't have an opportunity to have somebody like you um, to be like, you know, like Uncle Louise, you know, like somebody who was like, yo, dude, like. It's Theo Weasel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they didn't, have, they didn't have somebody who was like, who was like, hey, I, I understand, like, your mom or your dad gave you meth at, like, 12 years old. This is, this is like, these are going to be your consequences. Right. You're going to be sitting in a box for the next 20, 30 years because, A, you killed somebody over mm-hmm. $30 or $40 worth of fucking ice right. or, you know, like heroin or whatever it is when you're like 15, 16, 17 years old, 18, once you hit 18, you're fucked, dude. Like sometimes when you're 16, when you're, when you're a kid, 15, 16, 17 years old and you're in the juvenile system, there's from what I've understood and a lot of the stuff that I've watched and um, you know a lot of this, a lot of the things that I've gathered to form my own opinion I you're a good girl um, I've I've recognized the fact that like you know obviously these kids don't have 
great representation in their life. There's not a lot of people who are trying to make their lives better, and they don't care. Right. And these kids um, don't have people like you. But from what it sounds like is what you're doing is something that is trying to steer these you know these these kids who have been put in situations that are unfortunately not their their situations these kids are put in situations where their parents don't really care about them right. and you you come in and you become like a an uncle or a second father and you're able to kind of um it's like a scare factor, you know. You come in and you say, hey, yo, I've done this. I've done that. I've been there. I've seen it. You're either going to be locked in a box or you're going to succeed and you're going to have a great job. And you're going to be somebody who's important and you're going to contribute to society. And you're going to be um, proud of who you are and where you've come from regardless of where you've been and the situations right. that you that you faced right the crazy thing is that they do know the consequences and mm -hmm. that's that alone doesn't deter them um again yep. i feel like it's just they're thinking that's that's where my life is supposed to end up so what what i think i'm doing is showing them that that's not normal no they're that's a lie it's you know it's it's not normal and again just trying to water that seed of greatness because these kids yeah. are fucking amazing bro they're they're great they're absolutely amazing and it's they show me like these little windows of their greatness, you know, when they're studying. Like, this kid's really fucking good at math, you know, or this kid's fucking musically tech. Because we have a recording studio at our uh, location. And so they'll, they'll make us, I'm like, damn, it's. I try to figure out what they're great but, in and just try to exploit that shit and just make them. We're like, dude, yeah. you see that? Like, you're fucking amazing, dog. You're great. Just empowering them, letting them find. Exactly. Letting them, you know, like, self self growth and just yeah. let them find who they really are, like me. It, it took a long time, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm a good guy. You know, I'm a fucking good guy. How, that's how I feel inside. Mm -hmm. I'm a good. I'm a good guy. I'm on this side of things. And so that's why it's important for me to go out and meet these community leaders and take pictures with them and mingle. And people can say, oh, look at this motherfucker. He's selling out. But I'm like, nah, dude, what I'm doing is showing these kids that, hey, dog, this can be you too, homie. Like, look, I look just like you. I talk just like you. I came from where you mm -hmm. came from. Um, you know, and so that you, this can be you too. This can be you too. And so that's what I'm trying to show these kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, dog, I got a GD, dog. I'm running a nonprofit organization, yeah, homie. Exactly. Like, I'm standing up here with the mayor, with city council. I'm talking to the people. sheriff. I got people coming to my off office um, asking me for advice. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like. But I, that's what it takes, man. It just takes that, it that one. It, it just takes that one fucking person to believe in you. It doesn't take 20 people to believe in you. These guys, are, like, just like you said, man, you took them outside of Boise. Right. And that was like, wow. Right. It takes the littlest fucking things to make them just realize, damn, dude, that there's more. Yeah, there's more to this life than what I what I grew up in and what I'm dealing with or what I'm doing right now. Like, this guy believes in me. Fucking, he's saying I'm good at fucking drawing. Fuck, I'm gonna take up drawing. He said I'm good at fucking messing around with electronics. I'm gonna take up electronics. Like, dude, it's just that little fucking motivation that they need. That little that one word could fucking for sure send them off to something. Amazing, dude. Bro, it's crazy. Huge impact. Yeah, dude. you'd yeah. be surprised. It's like, a huge yeah. impact. Yeah. Man. Once these kids, when they get their JDs, bro, I, I make it a big deal, homie. I run up, I fucking squeeze them, I hug them, and you'd be surprised how many kids start tearing up, dog. And I, I, I feel like it's because they don't get that. No. You know what I'm saying? Unconditional they don't, love. Yeah, for sure. And so it's crazy that somebody who cares about them. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's not even. I feel like it's not even like your parents. They care about you. It's just because you're their kid. But it's someone who cares about your success. 
someone who sees something more for you than where you're at right now. Like, you show them, you know, it's kind of like a mirror. Like, I came from where you are, but you can do so much better than that. Their parents, they love them, and, you know, and some maybe they don't have that same relationship. But these kids might not know that. They may not, they may not have that. They no, may not know that they're loved. It's just a different kind of love, though. Like, their parents are so either fucked up or, you know, you have to realize parents, too, or even us, like, we're all fucked up in our own way. Yep. Like, Everybody's fucked and, up. And, yeah, yeah, these parents. We all come from. These parents are fucked up, too. Like, if they're, oh, you know, sure. not, you know yeah. they're not loving their kids the way they should. But those same parents, they were kids, too, that went down yeah. the wrong path. Yep. And it's just breaking that cycle, breaking yeah. that system. It's really, you mm -hmm. can't really blame people. It's just giving those kids some hope. Right. Yeah. And you can't blame those parents because, to be honest with you, those parents probably came from the same yeah, situation exactly. in which they're raising <laughs> their the own whole, children. Yeah, it's a ripple effect. effect. Ripple yeah, effect. It's, it, it's exactly, it's a ripple effect, man. Right. And it's sad and because then they, they put it onto that kid. You know, and then and, that kid and puts you would, it onto their children. And, and, so would you yeah. think, you would think, so... Your opinion. So you would think if they would come from that situation, do you think that? How do I say it? Learn or you think that they would crutch? Yeah, because now they're putting it onto their kids. Ah, fuck! I don't even know. I don't even know how to word it. Like some kids learn from it, and they're like, "This is exactly yeah. what I yeah, do so not want to be." Right. So why don't you think that they change that for their kids? <clears throat> What's your opinion on that? Instead of instead of them bringing it to them, and right. they know, shit, this is where I grew up. I'm gonna have my kid right. grow up better and do this right. and this, but it doesn't turn out that right. way. So I do see those kids who realize that, like, yeah, I had those kids. Like my parents are just fucking meth heads. I don't, you know, I don't want to be near them. I don't want to. I don't want to be like them. But again, it comes back to. It's, they're normal, dude. That's their normal. That's yeah. their norm. They don't think there's nothing wrong with that. They think that's that's what life is. Is oh, you know, um, as long you know, um, I live with my grandparents. My you know, they're just. I mean, my parents are selfish, uh, and they just kind of again the cycle. Just it's normal cycle. They think it's just like the normal kind of thing, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I do see. I do get those kids though that. I do get a handful of them who are like, nah, I don't want to be like my parents. You know, I grew up around that shit. Yeah, yeah. This and that. And, and I do get the, those kids as well. So they're there for sure. Yeah, it's just the, the fact that they're not as, it's, as, as wealthy, I guess you would say, so they can't get out of that situation. So then they come to, to you or you guys, any of you guys that just help them, you know, like, shit, dude, let's, let's, let's figure out a situation, let's figure out a solution to get you out of this. Let's, let's, let's help you so that you don't, you know, because I'm I'm sure that you, you the GED is great. Don't get me wrong. Like uh, my mom has her GED and stuff, but you, their goal you want them to graduate and stuff. Is it just that age group of 18 year olds, or do you guys get younger? No. So we we started out. It was from about 15 to 18 because you can't take a GED test till you're 16. Okay. And so we'd be like, okay, we'll take the 15 year olds. We'll get them ready. Once they turn 16, we'll start testing. But it's crazy, man. That need for these younger guys. It's starting to pop up. To have a mentor. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to see like these, I had the, again, I had the, some elementary teachers reach out and they're like, hey, we're seeing kids in fourth, fifth grade already showing these kind of behavior tenants, gang tendencies. And so at the moment, my youngest, the youngest one I got in there is 13 because he got kicked out of school and he has nowhere to go. That's so sad. Right. Damn. So, so <laughs> it's really sad. So he's doing yeah. online. And so he comes in with his computer and I just kind of watch over him and, and help him just so he has a place to be, a, a productive place. Because obviously it's going to be hard for him if he stays at home and 
yes you know he's not gonna get it done so i just keep him there trying to hold him accountable and then we got like on-site activities like i said we have that recording studio we have a pool table computer lab game console we have um there's an awesome uh, nonprofit called Rock Ministries Inc. Uh-huh. and they uh, they target like um, homeless um, juveniles for, for the most part. And they came in, they stocked up our fridge with food, um, burritos and stuff, so the kids will hang out, eat and stuff. Nice. And so yeah, like I, like I mentioned before, like we do, you know, GDs. Like everybody knows, it's like oh, you can go there and get your GD, but it's far beyond that, man. It's you know that gets them there, but once they're there, I feel it's like the, the lessons they're learning on that journey um, that's really you know molding them and shaping them in a positive way. Yeah. So so is it kind of like a kind of like the Big Brothers type of thing? So but a little bit right. So the so my ultimate goal and ultimate dream is to grow and expand um, to, to where we're like that. But again, it's at the moment I'm the only full time there, and then I have a part time that helps me with the education services. Okay. Um, but we're a small enough group. We average probably 10 to 12 kids a day where, um, you know, I, I can be teacher slash mentor slash janitor slash babysitter <laughs> slash fucking whatever yeah, I need yeah. to be that day for whatever kid, you know. Yeah. Um, so we're a small operation, but we definitely get get it done. We average uh, three GEDs um, um, a quarter. So we're averaging like 12, 13 a, a year. Um, so, um, but again, I mean, those numbers are great. It's always a goal to try to increase those numbers, but um, yeah. So, I, our, so are you guys always constantly like looking for like volunteers and stuff like that to go in? Yeah. Um. One of the huge things, especially when we do our recreational activities, uh-huh. since it's it's we have like twelve kids and it's just me and my part time. Um. The transportation as for, and it, almost like a chaperoning as well when we go out do activities. Mm-hmm. Um. Have somebody like a positive uh, whoever around mm-hmm. them, you know, just trans transport them there and then um just kind of hang out and just be a positive uh role model for them. Yeah. 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 So. So. Um. If if someone wanted to get involved in like helping you guys out, like who would they contact? Would they contact you? Or? Yeah, definitely. Just contact me. We have a, a Facebook page. We have a um, we have a website, but I don't know how to update it. There, yeah, there's yeah. a guy I'm working with, and I, he's like, "All right, well, I need this and this from you. I just don't have I don't have time to yeah, sit yeah. down and really, and I don't I know nothing about it. Let yeah. me know. Okay. And I'll work with you. Okay, for sure, yeah. man. Yeah. So yeah. I've built many websites. Okay. Yeah, Tim is really big, obviously, producer. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so Tim I does do a lot of stuff. Okay. Heck yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk, bro. We'll I'll make sure I take care of you. Thank you, bro. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, totally. so that's a that's a huge need that I have right now is the website. But yeah, you can just contact me. Um, uh, My number and everything's on our Facebook, Breaking Chains Academy of Development. Send me a message. You're talking directly to me. My number's on there as well. So Okay, and also they can hit you up on your Facebook, which is Luis yep. Granados. Yep, yep. Granados, okay. And obviously, you guys see it. It's, he's tagged on this. He's tagged on this website. Um, if you guys want more information, comment on this thing. Um, Luis can always hit you up if you, if you want information and whatnot. Um, he'll he'll get you guys hooked up if you guys want to be involved and whatnot. Um, but yeah, dude, it's been <laughs> like just to get to know you. I mean, we've never really talked right. and stuff like that, so it's really great. Oh, for sure. And like. You know, it's, it's pretty cool, man, because when we're with that gym, we're just like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. have a good workout, bro. Right, right, See ya. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. but like, it's it's pretty cool, man. We'll have to we'll have to bring you back on as well, like just, oh, to, sure. just to hang out, even if it's not if it's not about this. Like we, we're this this show's growing so much, so like we're it's it's a lot of fun, dude. You're blowing up, <laughs> and uh, but like, and I'll sponsor a show. And you can come back on, and we'll do another show. Oh, definitely, like, man. Yeah, yeah dude, love it. You're for doing sure. something really positive for the community. Yeah, it's, man. It's very admirable, and um, it's I'm, it's great to see that. To be honest with you, I'm honored to have somebody like you yep. on my show. I've had, I've done 300 shows, and um, and first, and I've had everybody from Navy SEALs to, um 
to authors, like New York Times bestselling authors. I, Dude, I've just had amazing people on my show. You are definitely on the top of that show oh, because thanks, you yeah, are man. doing... You're doing things that help the You're community. You're doing things that help the community, man. Yeah, You're and doing so something much people, super important. There's bro. so much people that know you. There's so much people that are going to like... Or that supports you. I mean, just like I said, when I mentioned you being on the show, they're like, dude, this is, I mean, one of the guys, um, I think his name's Renee. He was like, dude, by far one of the best guys you've had on the show. Renee. Like, you know, it's if not by by far, he's just a great guy. And I told him, like, yeah, dude, he's super humble. So as much as I've known him, like, the first time we met, it was him backing me up. Like, <laughs> people bullying the guy. Yeah, like, right, we were about right, to beat yeah. the shit out of this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. these guys, you know, but. It just shows, man, that you have a big heart, and people need to know who you are because what you're doing is huge. Yeah. It's huge, man. Very authentic, and and dude. and these kids need that. They need that guidance. They need, you know, they need a, the right path to go. And and you're saving, if anything, you're saving kids' lives, man. You're saving people's lives, and and keeping them on that right path. And and even if it's just like, dude, I love you. That's not they don't they don't hear that yeah you know and if it's something that's what's gonna keep them alive cool right. man like right. you're doing something and you're, you're making a change in this shitty world that we're living in right now you right. know what I mean right so man I appreciate you and I and and I'm honored to have you on the Wild Style Podcast man <laughs> it's been so. it's been a lot of fun um, do you have any shout outs bro yeah I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Tattooed and Suce- Successful as you see my <laughs> my clothes here uh, shout out to Zach Peterson they reached out it's a cool ass. Uh, clothing line kind of trying to break that um that stereotype about tattoos and shit and so as you can see um it's perfect fits good it's perfect mm-hmm. on me so i like the message and what they're doing over there so shout out to them for sure it'd make me look big too <laughs> right <laughs> i got an extra medium dog just so i can fucking pop out you know uh nah, and just to all the little homies over there in canyon county and just everywhere you know keep your head up work hard never quit and um um you know just grind man for sure stay yeah, out exactly. of trouble stay out of trouble marina do you have any shouts out shout shout outs uh, <laughs> shout out to my dad <laughs> who doesn't have Facebook <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in today to the Wild Style Podcast once again man we are sponsored by Big Mystic Concrete if you guys want to hit them up man go follow them on my Facebook page I have them on there as well if you guys need to find them um, once again they specialize in um, all solutions from Pavers of fire pits, landscaping, and curbing, and amazing quality work. Um, they do uh, decorative stamping with colors and patios, driveways, sidewalks, and so much more, man. If you guys need to uh, set up an appointment to get some shit done, hit them up at 208-412-8039. Ask for Gabriel Miranda. And let them know that Sambo sent you. Um, we appreciate you guys going. Please subscribe to our YouTube page at Wild Style Podcast. Like my Facebook page, Wild Style Podcast. Share this share this episode, man. This has been a really great episode. This has probably been one of our best episodes tonight. Um, as you know, we've had my host, Luis. I appreciate you, man, once again. And we out. Yeah. Shout out to Tattooed and Successful once again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Peace.